Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm so excited to have Ariel Oaken here. She is the founder of Ariel Oaken Interiors, a full-service interior design firm based in New York City, but now services worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks so much for having me. It's so exciting because Ariel and I first met... What? 2010? 10, 9, We 10. were interns at the Fashion Closet in Teen Vogue. Yeah, and we sat next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been like almost 10 years, mm-hmm. and we've come a long way. We've from come the- a very long way from <laughs> sample holes and credits. <laughs> oh my god. That job sounded fancier and more impressive yes, than it was. Well, yeah. most internships kind of are that way. Yeah. Was that your first... Um, internship in the city yeah and I remember I was um living in NYU housing Mm -hmm. and I was just like terrified of everything (laughs) and I just I didn't know how to get to Times Square I didn't know how to go anywhere I was completely perplexed by everything I was in an elevator with Anna by myself and I like almost peed my pants it was an amazing like experience it was like the best way to dive into living in New York yeah definitely um, and what made you, like, want to have that type of internship? Were you always, like, interested in fashion and design, or...? Yeah, I sort of, um, I, originally when I went to college, I went for journalism, and I wanted to be a fashion journalist, originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first year, I, um, went for journalism, and then I also was doing art history at the same time, so I wanted to work, working at Vogue was, like, my number Me too. one. That was, like, all I wanted to do. Um, so my first internship, I was like, of course I'm gonna, I want to be at Condé Nast. That was the only place I wanted to be. Um, and then as I started to try different things in the fashion world, I, I went to GW, so I went to college in DC. Um, and I started to get really interested in politics and public affairs. So then I started to split my internships between public affairs and fashion. So I interned on the Hill and the Senate. Um, wow, that's a big... It was um, a total that's 180. That's a big jump. <laughs> yeah, it was a total 180, and I did it at the same time. So I, the summer, I worked in corporate communications at Prada, and I did public affairs at MTV, and I split my week. So I did, like, three week, three days of the week at um, one so and three at the other. So you were always hustling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, like, how the mentality you need to have. Like, a lot of people are just, like, in college, and they'll find a job after but I always wanted to like work 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 and like figure it out I always wanted to like I didn't go to camp I think I'm like the only um Jewish kid that didn't go to camp yes 100 (laughs) percent um I think so too I didn't so I went to like art day camp I like I'm an only child like raised as an only child I have two older half siblings um so I went to art day camp but then I started working when I was 13 I worked in a bookstore every summer um and then from there I just I always wanted to be doing something in the real world. I didn't want to be, I don't know, I just found it more exciting. So, how did you transition from working in fashion and politics to where you are now? Like, what were your next steps? It was sort of this um, organic evolution, I would say. I, I went from, I did a bunch of internships in fashion and quickly realized that I liked the public affairs side more. Um, so when, when you graduated from GW, did you move straight to New York? I did. I went to grad school at Columbia. I got my master's in strategic communication um, with a focus in public affairs. So I was fully planning on working on political campaigns. That's what I wanted to do. Wow. Um, so I came here, and while I was the summer before I started grad school, I went to go work for Audrey Gelman, and I was her assistant on Scott Stringer's campaign. Um, when Audrey Gelman's the founder of The Wing. The Wing, yes. Wow. 
So she yeah. worked in politics before as well. Yeah, so she at the time was the youngest um, political spokeswoman in New York State. Whoa. Um, and she, I just, she was such a powerhouse. She is still such a powerhouse, but I was just so amazed by everything that she was doing at such a young age. I mean, she was younger than we are now when she was his spokeswoman. Um, yeah. And so we, uh, we ran against Elliot Spitzer and we won. And that was amazing and such an amazing learning experience for me. And I learned, I think I learned more from Audrey than I did from being in grad school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then I went to go work for her while I was in grad school. I worked at SKD Knickerbocker, which is a public affairs firm for her. Um, so was that her public affairs firm? Mm-mm. Oh. It's, um, it's sort of like a democratic strategy um, consulting firm. Okay. Um, and so when I was there, I worked on Rock the Woods 20th anniversary rebranding campaign um, and a bunch of really fun um, public affairs, like pro-social um, types of things. And then I graduated Columbia and I ended up working in education for three years. Which yeah, is, how did you get into that from, like, political campaigns? Because so, I know when we met up for drinks, like, a few years ago, you mm-hmm. were working at a school, right? Yep, I was working in a school. I was doing, I was working in a private school in the Upper West Side. I was doing their communications, which is oh. such a departure from anything that I had done. But it also had sort of, like, threads of all the different things that I went to school for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up in education because I really liked working on the Rock the Boat campaign because I liked working with younger people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just sort of ended up there. And it was a great place for me, and I really liked it, but I kind of was like, this isn't my forever place. Like, this isn't what I'm doing forever. I just mm-hmm. sort of was like, I kind of had that midlife or quarter-life, quarter-life, <laughs> quarter-life crisis. crisis. And I was like, well, what do I want to do with my career? Um, and so... I started designing for people on the side for fun because people would come over to our apartment and be like, oh, I love your space. Like, can you help me with mine? We're moving. So you were just like, you interior designed your own apartment because mm-hmm. it was just kind of something you like, like interior aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And people would come over and they asked you for your advice. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, I love this. Like, can you help me? I'm moving in with my boyfriend or I'm moving into my first apartment. Mm-hmm. Like, blah, blah, blah. So I would help them for free, like just for fun. Well, I remember like, a few years ago, you're like, oh, if you have a room to design, like, yeah. I'll do it for you. And yeah. I was like, I live in like this crap rental. <laughs> I have nothing to design. All my furniture is IKEA. Um, <laughs> well, the first, it's funny you say that because the first paying job I ever took was in like a walk up in um, Harlem. And it was one room and the paint was peeling and it was like a disaster zone. And the, the client was so lovely and so nice. It was through home polish. Um, so, wait, tell us like, how you got to home polish. So I so I was designing for friends on the side. So you were still working your full-time job at Working the my day job. Um, and on the side, friends would just be like, can you help? And it was just purely fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started to do it more, and I realized that I really liked it. And mm-hmm. I was spending all my time on Pinterest. I was spending all my time reading shelter <laughs> magazines. Um, I just really, I kind of fell in love with it. My mom's an interior designer, so I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never thought that that was something I wanted to Same do. with me and Julie. I know, it's I know. So weird. It's so weird. I, th- I think it's like in, in your blood. Yeah. Um, and so I um, started to, I sent out a BCC email to a bunch of friends and I was like, if you have a space for me to design, like I'm starting to dip my toe into this and I'm looking to um, shoot everything that I do. So I got a bunch of bites from that and in exchange. That takes a lot of like 
a hustle. Yeah, I I was kind of like, because there's so many people that are like, oh, I like to do this, like this would be cool, but I don't have like time or whatever. <laughs> and you were working a full time job, and you made time to design rooms for free. Yeah, well, I just well, to like build up a portfolio. I wanted to build up a portfolio, so I would say, you know, in exchange for me doing the space, like they'll cover the cost of photography because photography is interior photography is expensive. Yeah. Um, and so I I did that um, for about six months, and then I was introduced by a mutual friend to the founder of Home Polish, and he was like, you should join us, um, you know, open your own company through us, so we'll manage And everything. what was Home Polish? Home Polish um, doesn't exist anymore, but at the time, it was a great idea, and it sort of was, the idea was to manage the back-end business for interior designers mm-hmm. and help them um, get their business off the ground and sort of manage billing and so would they kind of find you clients yeah so they so you would have like your profile like this is my aesthetic mm -hmm. these are things I do this is my rate and then they would kind of match make you yeah so they were um, and they took a cut they took a cut Mm -hmm. yeah so for anybody getting their feet wet or trying to jump into the industry it was perfect mm -hmm. um so the timing really aligned really well for me on that um and so I joined home polish about six months into me doing interiors on the side mm-hmm. um then I really started to hustle because then I started to take clients on the side and I worked nights and weekends for two years <laughs> oh my God. um and I didn't tell anybody like I didn't tell you were any still full-time I was full-time I, I I didn't have enough of a portfolio for me to leave my yeah. day job like I had no um so when I mean that is like the moment right so I think how many years ago did we meet for drinks at the edition it was a long time ago two now. three years three, ago yeah, yeah. three so we met and we were like kind of both in the same position where we were like doing our things on the side but still <laughs> working like full time and we we're yeah. like, when do we quit our jobs? Yeah. Like when is that like right time that it's like, okay, I've been like doing this, it's going well, mm-hmm. but like can I like live on doing this? Like yeah. is this my career? And, and like we we also just weren't fulfilled. Yeah. Um, and I think the things that we were doing on the side were more nourishing. It's your passion, yeah. Yeah. So for all those people out there that are like you know, starting their hobbies, not knowing if they should commit to it full-time. Like, how did you know? Like, when was, like, the moment you were like, okay, like, this is what I'm going to do? Yeah, so I thought it was really important for me to do it on the side for at least a year Mm -hmm. so that I knew I wasn't leaving a full-time job with benefits. And six months later, I was going to be like, crap, why did I do that? (laughs) Um, So I did it for two years um, on On the the side. side. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. We were, like, on the same schedule. Same schedule, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, And... I left when I got to, I signed two really big projects. I signed a full floor at the Four Seasons in Tribeca. And um, an apartment, like a three-bedroom on the Upper East Side in a a pre-war building. So how did you get a contract for like a full floor in It was timing. It was home polish and timing, and it really set me up. So they just like saw your profile on home polish? Um... Or was it, like, through a connection? It was through the matchmaking service of Home Polish. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So I got really lucky. I mean, a lot of it, I think I think it's, like, half um, luck and half grit, you yeah. know? Because well, it's, it's a also lot of, like, timing. It's also, like, if you get an opportunity to, like, actually take advantage of that opportunity yeah. properly. Because a, a lot of people percent. can, like, get things thrown at them. But maybe if you don't take advantage of it, you won't even know what it could lead right. to. Right, exactly. So I, I got these two projects, and I was like, okay, I feel confident enough now that I can leave my job and, and I'm when secure. was that that was October 2017 I had just gotten married it was right after my wedding a lot of yeah. changes yeah so when I was working full t- when I was working my full-time job and at night I was also planning my wedding 
that was hard. Because wedding, I mean, you know, wedding planning. Is. Yeah, that I planned it like our first, like last year. So yeah, it was insane. I know it was beautiful. Oh, thank you. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so October twenty seventeen, you got two big projects, and that's when you were like, "Peace I'm out, I'm yeah. doing this." Full and time. my boss at my day job was so great. She was like, "I see, like your face light up when you talk about interiors. Like mm-hmm. this is what you're supposed to be doing. You are so happy whenever you talk about it. Like this is it. Like she, we were friends." Um, and I'm, I'm so glad that I left. So then I left. Um, I stayed with Home Polish for a year. Um, and then I decided to go out on my own, which was well, really scary. even scarier. Yeah, because when you're on your own, like, I felt that Home Polish was a cushion because I had um, someone doing my invoicing, my billing, and all that. And, and leaving and going on your own full time is really, really scary, as you know. Yeah. Um, so I got really lucky that I found... So what made you do that? Um, well, you know, they're no longer around anymore. So yeah. it was sort of the beginning of that. Okay. It was like the beginning, like the, the, the beginning tremors of, of mm-hmm. things were starting to... Um, and you were like, I, I'm going to do this forever, so let me just figure it out. Yeah, and I also felt like at some point I was going to leave no matter what because mm-hmm. I wanted control over my brand and control over my pricing and I didn't want to give a cut anymore. And I yeah. just felt like I... I had gotten to a point where I felt like I wanted to be me 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when my name is on something. Like, I wanted to feel like I had full creative control and full um, business control. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sort of felt like the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I left. Um, and I got really lucky that a, a colleague of mine um, ended up coming after everything happened there, came to work with me. And she's our operations director. And I literally could not run my business without her she's incredible oh my god literally the same thing happened to me really yeah I didn't know that well I not the same thing but when I left my full-time job so mm-hmm. the clear cut my first hire was someone that I worked with at my last company and I literally couldn't do anything without shout yeah. out to Sarah <laughs> <laughs> I mean it really I feel like you're only as good as the team that you work with 100% and it's so important to have people that execute the same way you execute and that you trust completely mm-hmm. and um yeah Laura runs our business so thank you Laura <laughs> oh my god so how big is your team now four wow yeah and what are types of projects that you work on I know you you did like some celebrities homes I saw you did Lena Dunham's home yeah. like wait tell me give me all of the scoop I yeah. want to know everything Lena's amazing <laughs> she was like incredible to work with she's the kindest nicest person ever. Did you um, meet her through Audrey, through Audrey from the wing? Yeah, so Audrey and Lena are best friends from um, childhood. Um, so Crazy. Audrey introduced me to her, um, which was so nice of her. And um, Lena was great. She, like, really respected. And I saw that it was, like, what, millennial grandma or Oh, something? my God, yeah. How, <laughs> be- how is beautiful came out with this term to describe, like, new traditionalism, essentially, which is, like, kind of like our aesthetic that we work in um and they call it grand millennial grand millennial which is so funny I but love it it's that's catchy. like the new thing it's a new thing it's catchy but it's really it's not a new trend you know what like, is it um it's sort of traditional design with a twist right so you know a tufted chesterfield sofa with a sisal rug but you've got contemporary art above it um so it's a blend of sort of that ralph lauren aesthetic um, with a more contemporary vibe in terms of accent pieces or art or um, 
furniture. It's it's a nice eclectic blend. And I saw you did like this beautiful room with like this flowery wallpaper. Like what was that? Yeah, that was um I did a room in a show house, which was um I did two show houses. What's a show house? So when you do a show house as an interior designer, you um they basically pick they they have a space that's either like a townhouse or a big apartment and one designer gets to design um, one room in the space so there's like 10 designers in 10 rooms for example um, and you get to do whatever you want and working in a show house is really nice because you don't have to work with the client so it's a true expression of whatever it is that you want to show to the world mm-hmm. um, so I did two show houses within three months oh wow the first year I launched on my own which was like bonkers banana crazy and do they pay you to do a show house um no you pay to be in a show house so it's a really big investment um but then you get like people aware of your yeah and it's really like a it's a marketing investment Mm -hmm. um but I was not aware of how much of an investment it would be (laughs) (laughs) I kind of knew but I kind of didn't um but it ended up being really worth it um we ended up in Vogue and Architectural Digest and Domino and a bunch of great um, I know it was everywhere this room and it was so cool thank you it was it, really fun to work on so how would you describe that vibe was that grand millennial kind of I mean I like the term new traditional I mean grand millennial is funny um but new traditional grand millennial they all kind of mean the same thing it's sort of like um a backbone of traditionalism with there's a lot of like whimsy too I feel yeah like. yep there's a lot of prints there's a lot of um, and you work a lot with um wallpaper mm-hmm. and that room um at holiday house we got to I got to work with Degourney to create that paper custom for that room so that, that was, was custom really fun. that yeah. it was beautiful that wallpaper Thank you. and Ariel is launching her own wallpaper yes, line. Yes, I Wait, am. Tell us about that. Um, so we have a wallpaper line coming out with Chasing Paper in the summer, which is... So summer 2020. Summer 2020, which is crazy exciting. And then we also have a furniture line um, coming out spring 2020 with Society Social. So what are the types of things that people can find in both of your new lines? Um, so the wallpaper line is going to be both removable wallpaper and regular wallpaper. Um it's got a uh, chinoiserie, it has an e-cut stripe, it has um, a jungle toile that's really cute for nurseries. Um, it's got like 10 different patterns and then each pattern has like three colorways. Oh, nice. Um, so it's like a nice hefty... And it's going to be online or can like people go like feel it'll it? It'll be on Chasing Paper, okay. um, which is an e-commerce um, direct-to-consumer retailer for wallpaper, but you can order samples. Um, so you can see it, yeah. obviously, before, before you order it <laughs> to paste all over your walls. Um, but it's been amazing working with... Elizabeth Reese is the founder of Chasing Paper. She's also a wing woman. Um, What's a wing woman? So a wing woman is a member of the wing. Um, but the wing has been such an incredible network of... And for those of you who don't know what the wing is, and we keep referencing her friend Audrey who started the wing, it's like an all-female kind of like co-working, mm-hmm. like... It's essentially Clubhouse. Like a, yeah, that's yeah. like a, a perfect way to describe it, I think. And then the networking aspect of it is amazing because there's so many female entrepreneurs that are there that are so interesting. And, I've and it's so helped your business. It. It's helped my business, um, both as a place to physically work from and as a place to, to meet other people in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what they've created is kind of amazing. And they're, like, expanding like crazy. I know. 
They're everywhere now. I know. It's amazing. So if you want to join, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and what about your furniture line? So that's also going to be direct to consumer. What can people find on your furniture line? Um, so the furniture line is a it's a seven or eight piece collection. It's um, basically everything you would find in a living room. So a sofa, two coffee tables, side table, um, a console. Um, and we also made like a cute little tray. So we've got... Um, there's definitely other pieces that I'm missing. Oh, there's an acute, like a big comfy chair. There's a bunch of stuff in it um, that you could make a complete room with or you could mix and match to, you know. And it's in your, you like, like, signature new traditional style. Yes, there's lots of light <laughs> blue, which is our signature color. Um, we're in talks with the, a heritage brand, a heritage fabric brand, to do a, a custom colorway for the collection, which would be really exciting if it works out. Cool. Um, yeah, but working with those two women, Elizabeth, who founded Chasing Paper, and Roxy Tay, founded Society Social, um, has been really exciting because they're also, you know, they started their own businesses from scratch and... Um, it's been really interesting just to learn from them mm-hmm. and collaborate with them. Amazing. So now when someone, like, how does your business work now? How do people find you? Um, and I know you, like, travel all around designing rooms. Like, how do you, like, balance everything? How do people find you? How do you, like, how does it work? Well, balance is, <laughs> I don't know and about you, balance. And you're a new mom, so, yes. like, how do you do all I have this? a three-month-old. Congratulations. Um, thank you. <laughs> balance is not a real thing. I, I don't know. I was up until 12.30 working last night, and then I woke up at 4 to feed her, so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, I, that always, like, scares me. I'm like, I don't know, like, how can I have a baby, like, in the middle of doing the clear cut? You like, can. You, it's just, you're just tired. <laughs> but you can do it if it's something you want. I'm so it's tired just, already. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, like, your body adapts. It's sort yeah. of, like, I don't know, it's very strange. I, I will say I'm drinking way more coffee than I ever used to, but... Um, <laughs> you got to. You have to. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's um, so. H- how are people finding you? Is it word of mouth? Is it your website? I know you have a big social media following. Is it through that? Uh, definitely not as big as yours. <laughs> um, but we uh, we get a lot of word of mouth of like past clients, and those clients are always the best clients because, because they, they trust. Yeah, they trust you. Um, we get a lot of Instagram inquiries. We get a lot, even just from like people who see articles and in, in press. Um, it's sort of a, a mix. So is your team, our, like, all, have other interior designers as well, or is it yeah, just Yeah, so you? we just expanded. We hired a junior designer, Callan, who's here today. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an intern every season. Um, we had um, a senior designer who's just moving to L.A. with her husband, so she's moving next week. Um, and we have Laura, who's our operations director, and then we have a full-time CPA. Wow. So yeah. if I'm someone that's, like, in Seattle and I want to redesign my living room, like, mm-hmm. and I reach out to you, do you, like, have the team fly out? Like, how does it work? Um, so we don't do partial projects anymore, which is oh. crazy. I, I just got to that point where I, like, can't take on, like, single rooms anymore because mm-hmm. it's, like, each so, project takes a long so time. So it's mostly, like, whole residential? Yeah. We, do, we also do commercial. We just did the Goop offices in New York. Cool. Um, which was really fun. Um, and we did the Maisonette offices. Um, wow. So we do some commercial, but most 95% residential. So when I move into a bigger office, you'll do the yeah, corporate office? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, we, what do we do? I mean, we, we go out there. We see the space. Um, we walk through it with them. We look through inspiration images with the cl- potential client. Um, and we put together a proposal that has inspiration images for every space that we're designing, and then um, we go over that. 
and I saw what's how did get you started. how did you like what about like for full renos like how do you how do you meet like the right contractors how do you like find <sighs> the right like furniture dealers Trial or whatever and error. I really mean, it's re- yeah I mean I didn't go to school for interior design yeah. so I'm really like learning as I go um I would say just trial and error. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky that I've met a few vendors who are absolutely lovely and connect me with the right people. And also, networking in the industry. Um, like, I have a bunch of other designer friends now in the industry who are so incredibly helpful and provide vendor recommendations and subcontractors. And well, that's good that, like, p- other people in your industry are, like, helping it you is instead of, nicest. like... I have to say it's, like, the polar opposite of fashion. I find it yes. so <laughs> friendly and collaborative and encouraging, and um, it's, a, it's a great industry to be in in terms of, like, finding kindred spirits. I think everybody is really, um, like, on your team, even if they're not on your team. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Well, it's been so amazing, like, seeing you grow in the past couple <laughs> of years, you. and I can't wait to, like, we make it big, and, like, we can have you design our, like, offices and oh residence. I mean, <laughs> that would be my dream. Also, just getting to, like, play with all of your jewelry is so yes. fun. <laughs> so, and this is a perfect um, time, so we always ask all of our guests, what is your spark? Like, what ignites you? What, like, keeps you going and have you, like, work till midnight and wake up at four and like travel around the world like what is like that thing that just motivates you I just genuinely love what I do and I think um when you really love what you do it doesn't feel like work and it feels like fun and even though I was up until twelve thirty last night working I was like genuinely enjoying all of it mm-hmm. um because I was sourcing for a new project and every time I start a new project it's like you know it's how a many projects slate. will you take on at a time we have so many right it's like 14 right? that's a lot yeah, it's like 14 because it's they're very hands-on yeah it's a lot I mean that's why we had to expand mm-hmm. because I could I was getting to a point where I was either going to start making mistakes um if I didn't have extra help, or you have to like turn things down yeah, yeah. and I wanted to expand so you kind of have to invest in the business business 100% mm-hmm. um which you know yeah so it's like there's like that crucial point of like when do I hire versus yeah you know um, so it's like your motivation is like creating these beautiful spaces for people to enjoy. Yeah, I almost feel like it's this, interior design is very, um, it's almost the same as being an artist in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, so when I'm sourcing, I feel like I'm like painting a painting or I'm. Well, it's cool because then also like people get to like live in this space and like yeah. enjoy it and it becomes yeah. like there. So well, it's, that's the best part of it. I always say is like I feel like I'm creating like the set for people to live their lives in. That's oh, that's create, a great line. No, it's true, <laughs> and I feel like they make their memories in a yes. space that I kind of crafted for them. Yeah. So um, the fact that like you know I get to do kids' rooms and they grow up in these rooms. I mean, it's 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 a special relationship that you have with your clients as an interior designer because it's a very intimate. Um, you know, access to someone's life. Amazing. Yeah. Well, in all of our episodes, we gift our guests a spark ring. Ooh, that's so pretty. This Thank is a you. ring um, that you can yes. wear just as you know a reminder. Um, that's too. My fat. Perfect. I was like, if it doesn't fit, we can size it for you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But just like a daily reminder to like keep hustling and going, and that you're part of like this greater you know female community that supports I love it. you. It looks pretty with my wedding band. It too. does look good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wear any of my uh, rings because my hands are swollen from having a baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you can wear the sparkle. Yeah, it fits perfectly. It's fabulous. <laughs> until until the swelling goes down. Exactly. I had to get a new um, gold wedding band. I, oh. I literally can't put into any of my ring. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I know fingers fluctuate so much just on the regular, so I can't imagine, like, when you're pregnant. Yeah. Like, Even, like, if, like, before I was pregnant, if I ate something, my hands would swell or whatever. Yeah. So now it's, like, that times a million. Million so. permanently. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very happy that this fits. It's really pretty. Thank you. I you're welcome. That. And I know, and we always pay, play with some sparkly. We always go from spark to sparkle. And, um, well, since you don't have your ring, I know you liked, you know tennis bracelets yeah. and like fun things so I just thought I'd bring we haven't shown a tennis bracelet yet so oh my god that's gorgeous maybe for your push present this is <laughs> <laughs> so this is like really classic amazing everyday look how like baby mine looks next to it but this oh has god, um gorgeous. half carat each round brilliance oh my god that's gorgeous I think it looks great with your your bracelet stuff yeah oh my god look how pretty <laughs> hi Ben if you're listening <laughs> I love this yeah, so I feel like you can't go wrong with a tennis bracelet. I feel like there it's are just certain staples um, in your jewelry collection that everyone just like. Those are the things you need to buy first, which are like a good pair of studs, mm-hmm. a tennis bracelet, maybe like a nice pendant, yeah, um, and an eternity band, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one that fits on your hand. Yeah, this is so pretty. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Tennis bracelets. I feel like. Tennis bracelets, stud, yeah. Tennis bracelets and studs are like, you can't go wrong. You can wear mm-hmm. them anywhere, and you can, like, literally wear them when you're um, 20 90. years old or, yeah. like, 90 years old. Yeah. They no, like, it's always so look good. Yeah. Yeah. I that. Thanks. So, um, we always want to finish off by, um, you know, letting people know where people can follow you, like, how people can find you. If they have a huge project and need to hire <laughs> you, like, where should they go? Tell us. Um, so you can follow us um, at Ariel Logan. That's just me on Instagram. And that's my name. A- A-R-I-E-L-O-K-I-N. Um, and then our website is ariellogan.com. We keep, Amazing. We keep it simple for you. And people can look out for your furniture launch in spring of 2020 with yep. Society Social. Mm-hmm. And then Chasing Paper is yep. the wallpaper, and that's in the summer of 2020. So yep. 2020 is going to be a really big year for you. 2020 is a crazy year. There's a baby. There's <laughs> oh multiple my lines. God. It's wild. It's crazy. Well, I'm so excited to see it all happening. Yeah. And if you guys want to see all the beautiful jewelry that we were looking at today, don't forget to check out our YouTube um, at The Clear Cut. And, of course, follow us at The Clear Cut. Um, Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Oh my God, I'm so this was so happy. fun. I'm so glad I got to see you.